This podcast is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton. Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepstein. I'm Dave Reepstein, and you're listening to Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School on Sirius XM 111, and I'm joined here in the studio by Sunil Betty. Glad to have you in here. Now, that that music, I've heard somewhere before. Where where have you heard that? I think I've heard that at a a 76ers game before, Dave. I think I've heard it at a Sixers game as well. So uh, funny we should have that music on because we're here in the second half of the program with the Chief Marketing Officer of the Philadelphia 76ers, Katie O'Reilly. So, Katie, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. You've got to be on a high right now. This is like (laughs) prime time. I can't believe I'm able to get you on the radio with us. It's fantastic to have you joining us. Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. It's a a fun time right now. It's a great time for those few people in the world that don't know. The Sixers are in the playoffs. They've won their first game. They have won, is it 17, 16 or 17 straight games? Now it would be 17. Seven, yes, 17 game straight games. It's amazing. It's just absolutely amazing, particularly given where the team's been over the last four years. Yeah, no, it's incredible. I think we we talk about this all the time um, in the office, and a lot of us have been here really for about five years or so myself. Scott O'Neill, our um, CEO, Chris Heck, our president, Jake Reynolds, our CRO. There's a whole crew of us who started along with Brett Brown at the same time. And so we really like to joke and say that this has been the five-year overnight success now um, just because we've all <laughs> believed in this and we kind of planned for this and knew this would happen, especially on the business side. You know, we've really been preparing for it. So it's just really wonderful to see it all come to fruition now and get to celebrate with our fans. And so, you know, right now it's got to be so much easier than the previous four years in your job. I'm, I'm, I'm curious. Actually, at some point, I want to try and figure out how it is that you were trying to market a team that was in the cellar. And, and you know, it's yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I think we get that question a lot. Um, you know, we we for so long, it really just changed our strategy. That's all. You know, we've always, um, you know, we've always been preparing for this. Our our mindset from the beginning, from day one, from the 2013-14 season, I guess it was, was to be 50 when ready and to be prepared. So we were marketing and selling and activating then just like we are today like so for us really nothing has changed um from that perspective but uh it's certainly fun to get to be a participant in the playoffs and and get to have fun with our uh, marketing playoff campaign which is also something we've been planning for and working for for almost three years now which is pretty crazy i'm sure that whole team that you mentioned were saying please 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 let us hold on to this job until we get to that 50 win season because it was it was a long road and a lot of injuries that uh that, that happened along the way but uh you know it's just amazing and and the buzz in the city is just great um, oh, it's incredible we have the best fans in the world philadelphia is the best sports town in the world you know we're we're so lucky we love it yeah and, we, and we're riding high with the eagles win and then on top of that the villanova winning the uh you got it uh, in march madness so the the city is just rocking right now oh it's amazing you know and we had 
um, we love that. You know, we have a whole brotherly love campaign, mantra philosophy amongst all the teams. You know, we really support each other. Uh, we had a lot of fun when the Eagles were in the Super Bowl. So we all kind of feed off of each other's energy. Um, and again, like I, it's, it's the best sports town in the world. So now it's really fun to get to show that off, you know, nationally and globally when everyone here in Philadelphia has known it. So you've got the job that everyone wants to have. You know, I I love, I just absolutely love my job, but I got to tell you, more people would rather have your job than my job. I mean, how how in the world did you get to that position? What what was the, the path that you took to get there? Sure. Um, you know, I started um, in New York City. I graduated college and went straight to Madison Square Garden and was selling tickets. Um, and I then uh, was there for um, a few seasons. And whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, wait a minute. You were selling tickets? You were behind a ticket window? I was. Oh, my uh, gosh. That's crazy. a window. Wow. But, uh, you know, there, there's a whole group and departments and teams, just like our ticket sales department here. Um, you're actually in an office. You're not physically behind a window. But, you know. Yeah, that's like being a sacker, you know, in, in the grocery store. And now you've, you've made it from selling tickets to now being the chief marketing officer. So, OK, yeah, you were selling great, tickets. You know, it's a great way in the industry. It's a great way to learn the business. It's the way so many people get their foot in the door because um, you're really on the front lines. You're working every game. You're understanding what the fans want in their experience. So it's a wonderful, honestly, foundation for um, a career in the sports industry. So so you went from sacker. Uh, excuse me. I, I meant from selling tickets tickets to what you didn't make the next step to then being you know the chief marketing officer did you no i did not from there um i actually spent uh almost four or five years at the league office at the national basketball association um in new york city with actually scott o'neill with chris heck sure Um, so that's where a bunch of us met for the first time um and working at the league office is incredible you know they are a incredible incredibly run business um they are an innovative organization so you learn the entire business soup to nuts top to bottom and you can see um how things run how the teams work how the leagues work how they work together um so it was really great to have that foundation and experience and learn that and obviously to uh, get to know scott and chris from then we all kind of went our separate ways um i spent a number of years at img actually um which is now Endeavor, but then was um, IMG College on the college business, uh, doing sports marketing, selling integrated um, partnerships. Um, And then around that time is when Scott and Chris got the call to uh, come down to Philadelphia. And I'm from Philadelphia. I grew up here, so it was an easy call for them to make and an easy yes for me to uh, take the job. Yeah, that would be an easy yes for sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so that one was easy. I want to go back to that that question of um, what did you do to take a team that was, I mean, really struggling? What did you do to try and keep the spirits high? And mm-hmm. um, and so I'm curious about the specific marketing. And I also want our audience to understand um, how low things got in terms of basically fan engagement. And and I'm sort of curious how you tried to measure what that fan engagement was. Sure. You know, I think at the 76ers, we are super lucky that we have this incredible brand um, with so much history and so much tradition. There is so much there, you know. So I think we had um, a, a, an easy place to start, if you will. 
when we all walked in, um, obviously we had work to do on a lot of the sales side. We had a lot of work to do on the marketing side as well. Um, quite frankly, you know, I grew up here and I identified the Sixers with Allen Iverson and the black sure. and gold. Yep. Um, and like I think a lot of people did, and we really wanted to make sure that um, we took the opportunity to shine up the brand and to bring back that history and that tradition um, that this organization has. You know, what what other brand can say that they are literally tied to the founding of our country? You know, no one. It's incredible. There's so much there, and there's so much to work with. We have three NBA championships. We have nine legends and retired numbers. Um, there's just so much there that we could resurrect and bring back to life and, and reintroduce it to our fans and our audience in a modern way that they could really resonate with. Um, so, you're, so that was our focus, really, for a couple of years. And, and you're using – are you using Iverson right now to help engage, you know, some of the fans as well? So Iverson, uh, we work with him all the time. You know, he's incredible. He's a wonderful brand ambassador. He's been at all of our playoff games. He's honestly a huge fan, which is wonderful to see. Um, but um, we love him. You know, we have many other transformational stars just like him. Um, you know, whether they're alumni, whether they're on the team currently, we have such an amazing alumni base that they're all engaged and um, they like to participate and they're fans like we are. So Alan's been at the games, um, but he definitely, you know, he has really set up our initial uh, marketing strategy globally. He is a huge popularity in China, um, and that is something that we uh, are really focused on right now is growing our brand and growing our fan base globally. So we've learned a lot by using Allen Iverson and seeing his popularity in China. So you said you date back to Allen Iverson. I, I will show my age and tell you that <laughs> I, I date back to watching Dr. J and, oh, and, and most Moses Malone, and I got to know Dr. J personally because I, I ended up coaching his son in basketball. Oh, that's funny. That's a great claim to fame. Which was really, really fun. And, well, I don't know if he puts it on his resume, but I put it on my <laughs> resume, you know, that uh, I did that. Katie, uh, you know, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you about that was similar in the same vein as Dave is, you know, we're talking about you know, how to market a team that isn't doing that well. Um, but I think this is more of a general kind of problem with or not problem but challenge with sports marketing in that mm -hmm. so much of so much of the marketing so much of the brand is driven by the team how the team is doing the decisions the coaching decisions who sure. they hire people get injured and that's in some ways completely out of your control i don't i mean unless you it tell is, me maybe absolutely. you know you're out there <laughs> drafting and you know but i guess how do you think about the fact that you have so little control in some ways of the product um, but yet you're really responsible for right. how the product is perceived. Like, how do you think yeah. about that challenge? No, it's true. You know, we talk about this all the time. We're probably, that's that's the big differentiator between us and really any other um, consumer brand is that we don't control our product. Um, and I think it what makes it fun and challenging um, for sure. I think what, what has led to our success is really having that unified vision from the outset across our entire organization. Um, so whether your ticket sales, your marketing, your sponsorship, you know, we all know what we're working towards. We all know our goal. Um, and much of that was really building that equity and that strength back in the brand so that we wouldn't be subject to these volatile changes. Sure. Um, so it was so important for us to sort of bring back to life, like, this heritage and this history and look how amazing this organization is. Um, and we've been incredibly lucky that everyone across the board, business and basketball, you know, we've been unified across the board um, from the beginning and all working toward the same goal. So 
Sure, that sure. certainly makes it a lot easier, but it's a great question, um, and, I, and I think that's why it's so important to know your identity, to know our fans, to know our customer. We've really developed um, and put a lot of resources into you know, our fan strategy and analytics department and understanding um, how we can grow our fans, things like that. So, but for us, the core of it at the beginning was just, just resurrecting and, and this brand um, and having putting that in the lead. You know we have a saying here, um, that we use all the time and that it's it's no one's bigger than the brand. So let's make sure that we we put that first um, and bring back the classic, clean, simple tradition of the 76ers so that, you know, wins, losses, superstars, things like that, like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't matter. It shouldn't impact who we are as an organization. You know, what I found fascinating is that uh, in what you said is that most people – think about a um, a sports team and, and marketing of that sports team and think, well, you know, you just ride with the, with the team. But what you were talking about was just what is at the heart of, of a great chief marketing officer, which is think about the customer, think about the fan, keep that Absolutely. in mind all the time. And so I, I think that was a, a, a great uh, comment that you ended up making. Let me remind yeah, it's, it's true. You know, I think at this, you know, we're so lucky to have that spotlight on us. Um, so it's so important to remember, you know, even even when we are quote unquote down, like our fans are the best fans in the world. They are engaged 24 seven year round, no matter if we're winning, no matter if we're losing, like they are there. So it's just so important to know, um, you know, who they are and what they like and that you know, that has really kept us um, on target and towards our goal. Yeah, absolutely. We're currently speaking with Katie O'Reilly, who's the chief marketing officer of the Philadelphia 76ers. And you're listening to Measured Thoughts with Dave Reepsound on Sirius XM 111, business radio powered by the Wharton School. Katie, one of the things I have to ask you, and Mm -hmm. and I will tell you that um, the Philadelphia Inquirer uh, contacted me at – at the end, what's today? At the end of last week, and, and they contacted me for comments about your new advertising campaign and the new, yes. the whole new marketing campaign that you've got. And basically, the question they asked me was, they said, you know, they're selling out all the seats right now. There's mm-hmm. no way they could sell any more. Why would they be advertising now and and launching a whole new campaign? I'll tell you my answer, and then I want to hear your answer to it, and and sure. as well as your comment about what it is I said. One of the things I said is it's so much easier to to market a good product than a bad product. So you you should harvest it right now and take full advantage of it. And the second comment that I made was that you're not just looking at this year; you're looking at next year, and and trying to think about, you know, season ticket sales for next year, dare I say ticket prices for next year. Mm-hmm. But 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 you're thinking long term, not just for, you know, as we go on to win the championship. So what's your Absolutely. response? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head. I think it's uh, a few things for sure. You know, the first and obvious one to your last point is you know, we always have to be looking forward and be prepared. So another way to, you know, protect us, if you will, from that volatility is to um, always have a strategy in place and be planning. I think specifically for this, for the playoffs is, um, you know, this campaign that we just launched, we have a year-long marketing campaign that always runs. um, And simultaneously, we have this history um, and tradition campaign that we run to, to bring that back to life. Like I was explaining before and this playoff campaign is really an evolution of that um and i think i think honestly this is for 
the fans. You know, this is for the celebration. It's it's almost more about finally being able to, um, you know, give back to them and celebrate with them in a way that they deserve. And it's about making a lasting impact. So this our campaign of Philadelphia Unite and tying into the history of the city. This this will certainly not go away. We will be um, extending it for years to come when we are playoff competitors and contenders. Um, and it is really a celebration of the city and the fans. So, you know, it's funny. My, my initial answer would almost be like, this is the most important time to be marketing and unifying and bringing on everyone together under an umbrella. So talk to us a little bit about the specific campaign that you're doing. And and let us sort of look under the covers of, of what you were thinking about, how you went about developing it, and, and and what are the components that you've built into this whole campaign? Absolutely. So this one, this is uh, near and dear to our hearts. We've honestly been working on this um, for almost three years now. Um, so what Whoa. we did was, funny enough, I am a total history nerd, as is our president, Chris Heck. So this actually... This came to, um, you know, this came about, I think we were both watching the uh, miniseries on John Adams at the same time and saw, you know, all of this um, history about Ben Franklin and Unite or Die come to life. And we kind of looked at each other and we're like, that, that, there's something there that we have to work with. Um, so our campaign is based on um, Ben Franklin's cartoon from the Pennsylvania yeah. Gazette in 1754, um, the severed snake that represented all the different colonies, and he was calling them together to unify, um, saying that they will be stronger together to fight uh, for independence than they would apart. Um, so that just really spoke to us, knowing that the origins were here in Philadelphia. We could, you know, see that history coming to life. And knowing Philadelphia, knowing that we really are a city of neighborhoods um, and that our fan base uh, all over the world, to us, we saw our fans and the neighborhoods represented in the snake. So the core of the logo, um, the icon of the campaign, is actually one that um, we've been using all year. So it has been on our court during our um, history celebrations, if you will, when we when we honor and recognize legends. And then for the playoffs, we added this snake wrapped around it. Um, and our tagline is that Philadelphia night. And it's all about all of our fans and the city just coming together um, and celebrating, celebrating this team. So we're thrilled about it. Um, there are tons of different extensions. You know, we have murals up throughout the city. Uh, we gave out Literally, we had our staff in gear distributing, you know, 10,000 window clings throughout the city just because it's so important for us to make this campaign about the fans and to give them and let them touch and feel it and celebrate it themselves Um, because it's for them. Um, Obviously, you know, some more traditional media as well. Um, And then we actually launched a um, microsite so people can go to phillyunite.com. You can still do it. It will be running all throughout the playoffs um, and upload your photos and pick a different skin and uh, post it on social media. So so I wanted you to be sure and get the name of the campaign in, which you you did, which is uh, Philly Unite. Yes. And so it is sort of bringing everybody together and, and you know, sort of the community aspect of it, which I think is, is fantastic. Uh, so great job with that. Dare I ask you um, how you're measuring whether or not this whole campaign is working? Oh, we absolutely will. That's really important for us. So we actually have uh, both through our um, public relations department as well as our analytics department. Um, I have little tidbits, you know, from um, what's been happening so far, whether it's merchandise sales, whether it's number of uploads on the phillyunite.com website. 
in the future once it wraps. We will certainly look, obviously, at that broader perspective. But right now, we're measuring all those little things every day. Our uh, shooting shirt with the logo was sold out on the website in one day, which is pretty amazing on SixerShop.com. They sold out of all of our um, playoff merchandise at the arena, actually, that we we did a quick order this weekend. Um, and we've had, you know, upwards thousands. I think right now we're almost at um, – close to 10,000 uploads on the website. So the traction and the participation of our fans has been really incredible. Um, and the more they engage, the more we want to give them. Yeah, and, and by the way, people might in- indeed say, well, yeah, you've got a good product now, and of course that's easier. I-, I want to point out one of the pieces of success that you've had, not just on the court, but in your marketing, which is, am I, am I correct in saying you have the league-leading Uh, level of season ticket sales you are correct Um, we have uh, we have the number one we're at we're number one growth in so many categories um, which really obviously speaks to our incredible fans the incredible business the product it's really all a combination um, but number one in season ticket sales you know TV ratings merchandise um, one of my favorites is our social media growth and engagement. Um, we've we are we've seen that is just through the roof, which is another way that we're actually measuring things live and tracking every day. Um, you know who's using the hashtag, what people are posting. So, um, but yes, we are actually right now a uh, number one in season ticket sales, and we have a massive wait list, which is just incredible to think about where we were five years ago. We have the uh, second largest wait list in the NBA, only only second to the Golden State Warriors, wow. but we've got our eyes set. And when you say it- the the leading the league in season ticket sales is that for next year that you're talking about or is that mm-hmm. okay it, for, it, it was this past year too but next year as well we are we are sold out it, it's absolutely amazing that it is for this year having just come off the season and the promise that this was going to be a great year rather than mm-hmm. you know anybody knowing for sure next year i understand a little bit better but having done that this year is is absolutely amazing my last question for you Sure. How far are they going to go? <laughs> oh, man. I don't know. I Looking at it, I was watching all these games on Sunday. I'm like, oh, man, we can win the East. We, we can win the East, so we'll see. <laughs> I, I, I but, think it's true. I, it, and and are, are we going to bother to put Embiid back in? <laughs> probably. Pro- probably. So. I mean, we, we we've had this 17-game winning streak. When we have been the last, what, 11 games or so that we've Mm -hmm. been playing without our superstar. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You know, I think Robert Covington was the one who said it last week, but we get Embiid back and they will be dangerous. It's pretty amazing. I think they're already uh, dangerous. And by the way, you were dangerous as well. Great job. I really appreciate it. Good luck to the Sixers and great great job uh, that you've been doing uh, right now. Don't forget, there's a game tonight. On, yes, e- on ESPN at, at 8 p.m. So um, for those of us that are Sixer fans, we will be cheering and you will be hearing us. So thank you very much for joining us. Wonderful. Thanks for having me. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.